Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. Welcome to today's show. Later on, we will be joined by Elizabeth Atwood with Elizabeth at Dreamfinder Travel, a vacation planner and blogger who can help you make plans to tackle your favorite rides on your next Disney trip. This sounds really good. So before we talk to Elizabeth, though, we're going to give you some ride tips that you can use when planning your next Disney vacation. And I think the biggest one is just really single rider. I mean, ultimately, you go to Disney World, you want to ride the rides. Do you have to be next to your family the whole time? I say no. Some of the, my favorite times has been just riding my favorite ride, Everest, by myself. You know, I don't I, – I, when I'm with at Disney, I'm with Vanessa all day, every day. And it's just nice to sometimes just be able to be there by myself and just ride and, and get on the rides and be in there quicker. And the nice thing with those dedicated single rider ride lines, not only on Expedition Everest, but also on Test Track and Rock and Roller Coaster, as Chris mentioned, you're able to get on it right away. And we do stand in the single rider line together. He did feel, fail to mention that. We stand in that line together, but you're usually, as you know, you're not always on the same car together. But the nice thing, I think we've ridden Everest three or four times in a row before, which is great. We will usually have a fast pass to get that nice photo on the ride, and then we go on the single rider line to be able to get those extra rides in. Now, one thing, those are the three rides that have the dedicated lines, but some other ways that you can, there's a couple more rides that Disney is apt to call for single riders in. So if you are riding solo, if you're in the line for soaring, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or Space Mountain, oftentimes the cast members will call for single riders. So you may luck out and you may be able to skip part of the line for those as well. You know, especially on Space Mountain because it's a three-person car. And if you're there by yourself, you really get in and at least you can experience that because it's just fun walking up the walkway. You get into Space Mountain, you, you, it gets dark, you hear the noise. But the big, the best part is to be able to ride it. And especially if you can be the third wheel um, if there's another couple in front of you, you're in the park, you're riding the ride, you're on Space Mountain, you're having fun. And there's lots of other times that you can get some ahead of the line or have shorter lines. And one of the other times that you can do that is at the special events. We had a previous podcast where we spent a lot of time talking about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, and at those ride, or at those events, Disney will open up certain rides for you to be able to get on during the party and typically there's not as long of a wait so we've done big thunder mountain space mountain a lot of the different big rides at magic kingdom without maybe a 15 20 minute wait sometimes if you wait till closer to the end of the party you may not have any wait at all correct i, I can especially remember thunder mountain yes big yes thunder thund- mountain, thunder mountain. <laughs> Being able to just get on the ride, walk through, especially if it's a little later at night, and along with these holiday parties, by being there a bit later, you get to experience more of the park. Now, one special event that we've not gotten a chance to do that's relatively new at Disney is the Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom. It's a three-hour event, and they open up 25 attractions. Now, from what I've heard from other people who've attended this, it's pretty much an empty park. You can get on and off a lot of these rides very quickly. They have dates scheduled through March 2019. So, again, you get three hours of ride time, and they do a few special things, like you can get Mickey ice creams, and they have soft drinks, and a few things open, but the focus at the Disney After Hours is specifically on the ride. So that is $125 per adult in advance. If you buy them the day of, it's $129. So it's a little bit pricey, but I think the amount of ride time you get would be well worth it. So the question, does that, the 
prices you just quoted, does that include your park ticket for that day, or is it the park ticket plus the amount? It's only for that event. So if you wanted to be in the park all day, you would have to have a park ticket plus that. But you can just skip going to the park that day because you know you'll get lots of ride time, spend some time at the pool, go to Disney Springs, and then just go to the Disney After Hours. That makes sense. Now, one of the other things that hopefully if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably staying at a Disney resort on your next trip. And if you are, you get to participate in extra magic hours, which are definitely one of our favorite perks of staying at a Disney resort. Sure is. Now, they have morning and evening hours, and those can vary by day and by park. And I will have to admit, I don't think we've ever made it to the morning hours. No, we've never done that. (laughs) We are more the late night people, so we will typically stay for those late night extra magic hours. And there's different rides that participate, depending on if it's morning or evening and what park you're at. We've spent quite a few times where... If you're in a busier season, the extra magic hours might be until 1 or 2 in the morning. So we've been riding Space Mountain or Seven Doors Mine Train, be 1 o'clock in the morning. But it's nice to be able to get that advantage of. And what that is, is those are only Disney Resort guests. So what is a Disney Resort guest? It's not just at a regular Disney hotel. There's a couple more hotels that are included within that as well. Yes, Vanessa, and that includes the Swan Hotel, Swan and Dolphin, uh, Shades of Green, and Disney Springs resort area hotels as well. So that means that not only if I'm staying on Disney property, we can also get those perks. And one more we forgot to mention is the Four Seasons Resort. So if you're at any of those ones, they get some of those extra perks, including the extra magic hours. So what cast members will do when the park is closing to the public, they will go around. And when you go to go up to an attraction, if those extra magic hours have started, they're going to want to scan your magic band. And if you are not a resort guest at any of those hotels, you will be asked to leave the park. So that's something that's really nice. It really cuts down on the number of people in the park, and it lets you enjoy some time just on the rides yourself. Another thing, going back to that early morning that we have not experienced, I don't even remember doing this as a kid, but I have some friends that swear by it, is doing the rope drop. What is that? So rope drop is in the morning when the park is getting ready to open. They'll typically open the gates a little bit before the actual start of the rides and people will run to whatever their favorite ride is to try to get on. I love Disney, but there is nothing that I would run to <laughs> get in line for <laughs> at all. get up that early. Correct. Now, I wouldn't, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't get up that early and I would not run for anything. <laughs> now, of course, I'm sure the cast members kind of don't let you really run, but with the rope drop, a lot of people have said that they're pretty successful with some of the rides like Flight of Passage, um, when Seven Dwarfs Mine Train first opened. Some of those rides, if you can't get those hot fast passes, it gives you a chance to try to get on the ride without a three or four hour wait by doing that rope drop. Now, one thing that we have done, unlike the rope drop, we have done the end of the night. So when the parks are open a little bit later, like 11 or 12, what we typically will do, in particular rides that are towards the back of the park, we will go and do those towards the end. So Chris mentioned earlier Big Thunder Mountain Railroad during extra magic hours, but we've also gone and done that at the end of the night because as everybody's going towards the front of the park, you can go in and try to jump on the ride before the park officially closes to everyone. So that's been something that we've had pretty good success with too. Typically you can track on your app, on the Disney app, you can see what the wait times are for those different rides and know if it's worth running back to the back of the park to get on some of those at the end of the night. 
Now, another tip that a lot of people don't realize that they can do is what's called the Rider Switch Program. This is really designed for people with little ones, kids that may not be old enough to ride a ride, tall enough, or even just are a little apprehensive about that. So what, how it works is if, you're t- if you are two adults and you have a small child or small children with you, you just go up to the Fast Pass or the main entrance of the attraction and you ask about the Rider Switch. Now, n- this may even be offered in some rides that don't have fast passes, so it's important to ask. So what you do is you ask a cast member, say, I'm interested in doing the rider switch, and what they will do is they'll give you a special paper ticket, and this allows one person to stand in line. So if Chris and I were there with a child, we would I would stand in line with the paper ticket, I'd go through the ride, he would be out waiting for me, and then when I come out, I would give him the paper ticket, and he'd be able to go up and get on the ride right away. So one person can stay out with a small child while the other person's riding the ride, and then when that first rider gets off, the person who's been waiting for them can go ahead and go and ride that ride without waiting in line all over again. So everyone has to be there when you ask about the Rider Switch program. So one can't be shopping on Main Street and the other one trying to get in line at Seven Doors Mine Train. You both have to be there when you ask the cast member. And there are some rides that they may not allow you to do that. So it's at least one ch- one child with two responsible adults that have to be a part of that Rider Switch program. So besides talking about some of the different things that we're looking at with the rides today, we're going to talk about how some of our guests can help you when you're making your plans for your vacation. So when we mentioned earlier today that we were going to have Elizabeth Atwood with DreamFinder Travel, and she's one of the vacation planners who could help you when you're making plans for your next trip. She can help you with fast passes for those rides, give you some of those tips for rides that maybe we didn't think of if there's certain rides that you're wanting to know best strategies for. Elizabeth can help you out. And so we're going to be bringing her on here in just a few minutes and hearing about her tips, not only for your overall Disney travel planning, but as I mentioned, she might be able to give you some insight about how to get on those rides and how to get some of those fast passes. And I think that's the great thing. To get the most out of Disney is you have to plan. And I've gotten feedback from people who said, I, I, Disney is so expensive. I went, I stood in line, you know, especially if they stay off property. I, I hear that more from people. Vanessa and I have had the best times because Vanessa has planned out. And that's why I'm so excited to have Elizabeth on the show today, because by planning your trip out, you're going to get the most for your money and you're going to have the most fun you can have. So we have Elizabeth at DreamFinder Travel on the phone with us right now. And Elizabeth has been a diehard Disney fan for many, many years. She participated in the college program down at Walt Disney World in 2004. She worked at Pooh Corner and at the Disney Tail Store. We bought, we've bought quite a few oh, things. We've been at Downtown yeah. Disney a lot of times. <laughs> and when it was Downtown Disney, we bought quite a few things for our dog at Disney Tales. And she was also a Disney bride and she is a diehard Disney fan with lots of Disney travel experience. She works with a lot of clients, but typically she works with families with school-age children. So we wanted to welcome Elizabeth to the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being with us. And we always like to, before we get started, do a quick icebreaker. And for us, one of our favorite parts of a Disney vacation is... Disney dining. Yeah, Disney dining, where we eat. (laughs) So we're going to ask Elizabeth, what is your favorite restaurant at any Disney park and why? You know, that was a really tough question. I was actually even asking some of my family, because we go all the time, I was like, this is tough. Um, but after lots of debate, I decided to go with the Garden Grill at, in the Land Pavilion. I've always loved that since we were kids. 
there's just something about a revolving restaurant, you know, that you never get to experience. Most definitely. And to look at the ride is so much fun. And now that they added the characters, it's a really great meal, especially because it's not as busy. People don't seem to go there as much. And there's so much character in action. We seem to get the characters several times while we're eating. And my son just eats that up. So that's a favorite for us. We were there a few years ago for my mom's birthday. I don't know. Do you remember that? I do not remember. (laughs) So we went there a few (laughs) years ago and you're right. The character interaction is awesome. I'm going on a trip with a friend here shortly and her and I are going there for lunch. I've not been there for lunch. So I'm looking forward to that. So thank you so much again for joining us. We wanted to first start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about your business and what products or services you offer that are connected to Disney. Yes, so I am a Disney travel specialist with DreamFinder Travel. So we're a full service uh, travel agency, but we specialize in Disney destinations. So Disney World, the Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, um, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. So uh Disney World is one of my biggest destinations for my clients. Many go there, and I'm in that side of the country. Um, So as a travel specialist, I help my clients find their best travel dates. Okay. I actually have some clients going in February. They're from Chile. Oh, wow. And they were going to come up President's Day weekend. (laughs) No, no, no. Right. don't (laughs) want to do that. So, you know, I give advice about timing you know i i pay attention to when there's uh, marathons going on and those kind of things that make disney a little extra busy that you may want to avoid right and then uh, i help plan or help each family plan their best vacation my i feel that my job as a specialist is to help each family plan what's best for them what might be my favorite may not be what's their favorite so i help guide them uh, through my experience of what might be their best resort uh, what, you know, rides they may want to go to based on who's in their party. I mean, if you have a lot of little kids, you may not want to wait for Tower of Terror, you know. Sure, <laughs> Just sure. Kind of guide them um, into that. And then I help them find the best deals as well. I do the research of what's the best prices. And I also uh, pay attention to changes in that. Sometimes okay. Disney releases later deals, and I am able to help my clients switch their reservation to save more money. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was on recently helping some clients um, nab one of those uh, dining plan discount Ooh. vacations. So, um, so that's kind of the stuff we do. And then um, I also do what they want or don't want. I'm as okay. hands-on or hands-off. Some people like to plan more than others. Um, so I kind of let them tell me what they're comfortable with, but I can do as much I've I make dining reservations. I'll make fast pass reservations. Okay. I've even set up um, the My Disney Experience for clients and even ordered their magic band. Oh, wow. So it just depends on what every client feels they need help with. So we were talking about ride tips earlier today. So that means you can be the one that gets up super early and gets those fast passes for them? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, there I is do. money. I'm up- that's worth your service alone because I can remember how many nights Vanessa is up. Is it either midnight or six in the morning? When are you up, Vanessa? Yeah, it's the it's in the morning. It's in the morning. I can tell you, I have never six in the morning for dining and seven in the morning for fast passes. Well, that just shows you because I never make these plans. It's always Vanessa, and I know I would rather you know again pay for a service like yours that helps us to get more. Really? Right. There is no cost. um, I did not know that. All of my everything I do is free to my clients. I get paid by Disney. 
So everything I do for them, is, it doesn't cost them any more than if they went through Disney's site and booked on their own. Well, that's why I, th- I think just your expertise alone. I mean, that, that's a wonderful feature. <laughs> and again, we're with Elizabeth Atwood. And you can find her on Instagram at Magical Travel Planning. And go to, uh, friend her on Instagram, like her, follow her, just so you can k- have these tips. We want to ask you a question. What led you to start your business? You know, I've, like I had told you guys and you said earlier, I'm a diehard fan, so I've always loved it. People have always come to me. And then um, several years back, I started a parenting blog, um, which I still run, which is rockabyparents.com. And one of the things I talk about there is family travel, and I do a lot of Disney travel posts with tips and information and stuff there. And I started having a lot of friends and family, you know, coming and asking me tips because they'd see it and they, you know, wanted more advice and wanted more help. So I kind of thought about, you know, this might be a good fit for me, but at the time it just didn't work. And then um, I went to do my blog and work at home full time. So that made it really easy to kind of step into that role because I am home right. and able to get up to get reservations at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., you know, because when, when Disney releases new discounts, they go live at about 7, and sometimes oh. you have no warning. It's like, oh, oh, get on now. <laughs> get on so, now, right now. Right, and be on the phone. You know, I've had to call Disney with problems that uh, clients had, you know, their uh, my Disney experience isn't working, and I've been the one to call Disney and get on the phone and wait and get that all taken care of and fixed for them. So I'm able to have the time I need to be able to help my clients with whatever they need. That's wonderful. And our next question is just in comparison to a, maybe a parent or a, a mom who wants to do it herself, how can your service help add additional Disney magic to that trip? Well, for me, I like to think um, – Planning trips to Disney, well, planning trips in general, can be a lot of research, a lot of stress. It's a lot of time, a lot of time that parents don't always have, especially if you don't know what you're doing. That's a lot of research time that I don't even have to hardly do because I've done it and I know it. And I, you know, even actually soon when we're done with our call, I am getting on with a training call with Disney World about all the new stuff coming out. So I am all the time doing the research, and I can share that. So the parents don't have to spend forever looking everything up, deciding what's best. You know, if they don't know what hotel to stay at, someone might have five people in their family. I seem to have that a lot. I get people with three kids, so I'm able to say, you know, Port Orleans Riverside is one that I recommend a lot, especially with younger kids, because there's an extra bed there. Yeah, that's our favorite um, resort. That's, yes, it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I put a lot of people there. <laughs> so I'm able to take that stress right. and that extra time away so that people are able to enjoy their trip without having to deal with that. And I am always on call for my clients. When I book their trip, I don't feel that what I do for them ends. I'm here for whatever they need and through their trip. I am on call while they are at Walt Disney World should they need anything. They can call me at any time for any help, snags, or even questions they have. So what are some of those common mistakes that you see that people would typically make when they're planning on their own that you're able to help them navigate through? I, especially with kids, I see people... A lot of people kind of feel like it's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You see a lot of people have that philosophy when they go in, and they try and do everything. Yeah. (laughs) You know, they were going one time, and that's when you see those kids having meltdowns in the park. (laughs) Yes, that happens a lot. (laughs) And push and push. So I'm always telling my clients, you know, find, you know, go through, decide what you want to do, make your priority list, and do that. Make sure, you know, we want to see the princesses. 
go see the princesses, you know, do what's really important to you. And then if you have more time and everyone's good, do more. But you don't want to push you to, you know, you have little kids to go from open to close. Sure. Especially in the summer when it's really hot. It doesn't work real well. And that's when people have a bad experience and a bad trip because then everyone's overheated, overtired, overdone. And then they come home and they're like, oh, we did not have a good time at Disney. And I don't want to see that because it no. should be fun and magical. So if you do it without the stress and all that pushing, you can have a really great time and experience that magic fully. Oh, most definitely. So what would you say is your top tip that you would tell clients or people that are just planning a Disney trip right now? Oh, my goodness, my top trip. Oh, wow, there's a lot of them. I actually... Every Tuesday, it is Tuesday. So every Tuesday, actually, on my Instagram and my Facebook page, um, I give a Tuesday tip. Oh, awesome. So Wonderful. Of, um, I don't, and um, today, I'll just go with that one because I have so many. Um, one of my favorite things, and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier, I tell clients to do character meals. Okay. Most people want to see the characters. And I feel, you know, those lines on Elsa lines they get really long uh, yes yes <laughs> that's for sure and I I think it's worth the cost of a character meal because instead of sta- wasting your vacation time standing in line and waiting and waiting and waiting to get in to see whatever characters you want you can sit and enjoy your meal at that time you wait and the characters will come to you and sometimes it's even better interaction than when you're trying to rush through to see the characters so that's one thing I think it's worth looking into <laughs> can I tell you something Yes. I got my photo with Olaf. Olaf is his favorite <laughs> character. Yes. So unfortunately, he's not at any of the character reels, but that's no, Chris's favorite. No, he's not. He's not? No. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. I got my photo regardless, so <laughs> that's up on the wall. And you know, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Well, where can listeners find out more about you? Please let us know your Instagram, Twitter, website, Facebook. Tell us where you're at. Yes. So um, I'm on Instagram at Magical Travel Planning, um, and you can find me on Facebook. It's kind of long. It's Dream Plan Go with Elizabeth and Dreamfinder Travel. Um, and my website for booking is dreamfindertravel.net. And if you would like to choose me, if you just want to go in and put a quote, you can always do that. And just in the drop down, there's a little spot with all of my fellow travel agents and just choose Elizabeth A. I'm on the only Elizabeth currently. So that's oh, that it makes it easier. easier. In- and if you want to get more trips to, um, like I said, my parent, my blog is rockabyparents.com and under travel, there's just, there's a ton of Disney information there. Awesome. So, and we will make sure to put links to all of these in our show posts and make sure that our, all of our listeners are able to find out how to connect with you. We just want to thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today and make sure to check out Elizabeth at Dreamfinder Travel. Not only can she help you with those fast passes and those ride tips like we were talking about earlier, but she can really help you with all of your Disney planning. And as she touched on, I know you've heard us mention the best way to have a good Disney vacation is to have it well planned. And Elizabeth can take out a lot of that stress where you're not having to do that. You could just go and enjoy your trip and everything's already all planned out for you. Sounds like a deal. Thank you again for joining us, Elizabeth. And we Thank really you. appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on the show. As we mentioned, we are going to make sure to connect all of you with Elizabeth and make sure that you can have her help you on your next Disney vacation, whether it be to Disney World, Disneyland, Alani, or some of those Disney adventure vacations. So we thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. 
So we want to wrap up today's show with a couple of our regular segments. We're going to do our two-minute trivia, and then we'll end with our Wisdom from Walt quote. Wonderful. Well, since today's the focus of today's podcast was about rides and you know ride tips, we're going to have some questions about rides. So these aren't you're not going to get three clues like we've done in previous shows. I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to have to guess, but you're going to have three different questions, okay? Okay. So... The longest ride at Walt Disney World is this, which clocks in at 20 minutes and 45 seconds. What is the longest ride at Disney World? Maybe Splash Mountain? No. No? One more guess. Carousel of Progress. You got it. Carousel of Progress. That's one of my favorites. It is a ride. It counts as a ride? It does. That's good. Uh, This next one's about wait times. And Vanessa, what's the longest time you've ever waited for a ride? Probably around two hours is my limit. Okay. Well, on December 16th, in 2007, at 6 p.m., this ride had a six-and-a-half-hour wait, the highest it was ever recorded. What ride was it? Maybe Expedition Everest? One more guess. Star Tours. Soaring over California. Oh, wow. Is there any ride that you would have? Have you ever waited six hours in line for anything? No. I don't think I have either. I don't think I would. And then this last one, this is the longest ride in terms of of linear feet, the longest ride at Disney World. And it's in any park. Like, there's not a, you're not giving me any tips. Correct. Maybe Kilimanjaro Safari? One more guess. And you're going to kick yourself when you hear the answer. I mean, this is technically a ride. Oh, that's, (laughs) that's not fair. It's a small world. The Walt Disney World monorail. Oh, exactly. that, 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 I know. Hey, look, I the, internet, the, the internet said it was a ride, so it counts. <laughs> 14.7 miles, and it travels all across the park every day, and over 50 million guests use it a year. Wow, so, that's amazing. And now with that, Vanessa, will you close with our quote from Walt? Yes, yeah, so we always like to end every show with wisdom from Walt. And today's quote is, The more I go to other amusement parks in all parts of the world, the more I am convinced of the wisdom of the original concepts of Disneyland. And I think those ideas about having families to be able to enjoy things together, attractions that are going to not only entertain but also bring joy to families, as well as just the overall design and the ease to be able to go through the parks. I think Walt hit it right on the nail there. It's definitely Disney parks are unlike anything else that you'll experience anywhere else in the world. Wonderful. On half of the beauty, I am the beast, and thank you for listening. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.